What's up, guys? It's Mike and Mark from LRMOnline.com, bringing you another exciting episode of LRM TV Podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to kind of expand over a couple different topics. Uh, we're going to start off covering the uh, DC TV shows this week, since there was a lot of heavy issues uh, going on, especially on Arrow and Flash, Co- covering a, li- a little about Supergirl, and then kind of briefly going over, over why Legends of Tomorrow was the she- she- week for us. Um, and then we're going to kind of go into a little bit of WrestleMania, talk a little news, all this exciting stuff, uh, for a week that really didn't have a whole lot. Um, we had our regular episodes of our shows, but everything else kind of same old, same old. We're staying the course. It's, it's that time of the year where, uh, studios and TV shows are just kind of, you know, holding, you know, making their way through till we get to the end of spring into summertime. So, um. Make sure you listen to the entire podcast and let us know your thoughts in the comments section. So, um, pretty exciting stuff on Arrow this week, huh? Dude, that was crazy. Yeah, I was not expect, oh, oh, expect episode. No, you know it. It started off, and I was like, "This is going to be dumb," <laughs> because I just I don't know when the um. I, I still don't really enjoy the flashbacks because like, it's kind of like you've said before. I forget who's who. Yeah. Because there's like Kovar. There's Greg. Gregor, Gregor, Gregor and, yeah. and just like Anatoly, I forget who. Yeah, and I forget who's like what, and who's in the brat fun, who's not in the brat fun. And I don't know. So and the like, names they have for their for their leaders and stuff like that. Yeah, and then so like Gregor died, and then Anatoly's in, and then he's meeting with Kovar, but then Kovar wants to like take over the government, and I'm like, I don't, I really don't know what the heck is going on right now. Right. You know. Oh, no. um, so when it started off like that, I was like, "Oh gosh, this is gonna, this is gonna suck." But then, like, about halfway through, well, not even halfway through, a little bit more before that, um, you know, it, it got really good and reminded me of like the la or the first couple seasons of Arrow. I think some of that too, if you think of it, like Team Arrow, wasn't was not in this one. Yeah, which you know what I mean. I mean, I, re- I mean, they showed dig on them some, but like. They were not a part of it, really. Yeah, they weren't the main focus, or they weren't even part of the main storyline, which I enjoyed. It was. It's been a long time coming, um, for you know, for like a, a very arrow centric or Oliver centric episode. Because I don't know if I could have taken any more, um, like dealing with her, like or with like the the excess storylines between. Um, you know, Diggle, and then and then City and her like like her group, and then yeah, um, absolutely, Wild Dog, and you know all these and like Miss Terrific and his struggles with his relationships and stuff like that. Like it's just right. gotten too much. Oh no, I definitely uh, agree with that. Definitely agree with that. But um, yeah, I was like, I don't know, like it was at the end of the episode, I. I, I was like, I liked it, but I don't love it. Like, I, there was something about it that just yeah. didn't take me over the edge about it. Uh, no, I agree. And I think I think part of it for me was the fact that 
the flashback scenes were still just very long and like I still don't really understand the point of them. So I thought the part with Chase was good. And yeah, like I said, there definitely are more questions than answers, but I still think that's okay. But the thing that threw me off, I think it's because, yeah, you know, they're obviously doing the rush of flashbacks. But then, um, uh, what, what's her name's mom from season four? I don't, how do you say her name? Like Tayani or something like that? Tayani? Was that her name? Yes. Yes. Tayani. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the big reason why Oliver was supposed to be in Russia was to, you know, tell talk to her family about Kovar. Right. So, like, we just meet her mom. I mean, we've met her earlier in the season, but I mean, we just finally kind of got more of her yesterday and then boom, she's like dead. It just, it seems like a forced connection to season four. Right. Oh, I agree. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it, I mean, that's why Oliver went there and he talked to her once and then Kovar kills her. It's just kind of like, okay. Um, and yeah, and then obviously Malcolm meeting with Kovar was, interesting but really sketchy and then i don't know the the montage at the end that went like back and forth between chase and kovar do you know what i'm talking about yeah. like when mm-hmm. kovar and oliver are fighting right yeah, it, it that's what made me think that there's some some sort of connection there now i'm not saying i want kovar to be the guy behind everything because i honestly don't i think that would be kind of anticlimactic really yeah, i think that would but uh, i think that would take away from adrian's character yeah, kind of like yeah, how brother I, brother blo- you know kind right, of lost his yeah. mojo after Slate came into the, the picture. Right, but I still feel like he's involved somehow, or maybe that's how Susan Williams is involved. You know, because Susan, remember, she had like her connections right. in Russia, and then she had that like bottle of vodka that was the same as what the vodka that they were drinking in Russia. So I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of connection that way. I maybe. guess, but yeah. I can see. I, I don't know. Like to me, the the my gripe about it was the whole secret thing and how he enjoyed killing. Um, yeah, that that was like a big shock to me. To me, like, that's something that. Granted, he hasn't publicly like Oliver's character hasn't publicly stated that. Like like saying I I enjoyed killing, but come on, seriously, for as many people as he killed in season one, you kind of figured out that look, the guy didn't mind killing a person here or there and stuff like that. Like. You know, and would what would you expect for someone who's been through that much tragedy on the island, on in China, in you know, in Russia, that he enjoys killing? You know, we we've gotten to that point. So that didn't make any sense to me. And so what it kind of like for me, for me, it, from a writer's perspective, it paints Oliver as as being good guy. So it's like telling people you really really for the villain the entire five five seasons. You know, you've been watching. Right. This. Yeah. And so I, I think I didn't get it. Maybe I, I, I just didn't get it. You know, no, I think the thing. So I had to think about it a little bit. I think the thing that I, yeah, it, it was odd, but I think the thing that I actually liked about it though, is that I feel like it is something that Oliver suppressed. Like mm. 
he, you know, exactly. He did kill. He did all that. And then he was really trying to change. He was trying to be this different person. And he was telling himself he was this different person. And then Prometheus got it out of him that, like, guess what? You're not this changed person that you thought you were. Gotcha. And not only that, but you are the reason why your mother is dead, why Tommy is dead, why um, Laurel is dead, and why Felicity and Diggle and all those people have problems is because of you. And so, like, when I thought about it in that way, I was like, man, he just, like, completely annihilated Oliver's, like, psyche. Like, everything that he thought of himself, like, was just thrown out the window. You know what I mean? So I guess so. So, like, so the whole build up to like season five is he's trying to become this hero, 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 and really it, he has it. Is what you're, right? Okay. Exactly. He he thinks he has, but he has it. And really, if you think about it, it's kind of interesting because it, the the city still has this anti vigilante or anti Green Arrow like task force that's out. Now, granted, some of that is based off of Prometheus, but now. I think that makes even more sense that Prometheus did that because how is that any different than season one? You know what I mean? Yep. So, so like it, it seemed like something kind of subtle, but now that you look at it, it's kind of like Prometheus did that to be like, Oliver, you are no different than you were five years ago when you killed my dad or whatever. Makes sense. You know what I mean? So, but no, you're right. I had to think about it because like when he first like yelled that I was like, I don't know, that's kind of weird, but I feel like it was, like, this thing that Oliver probably kept deep inside and, like, tried to change. Like, no, I don't want to kill. I and, and he did, but he was trying to tell himself that he didn't or something like that, you know? But, I mean, it was pretty dark. Like, I mean, he, like, skinned that one guy. Remember oh, that? Yeah, that was crazy. Like, like so was that like, was a little interesting there because – you know, we're we're so used to the like the DC Marvel mythos of heroes yeah. where they're you know, they're conformed into the hero personality because of one tragic event, you know, so like a parent dying sure. or, you know, girlfriend dying or whatever, you know, being bit by a radioactive spider or whatever. Right. And so and usually it's that one event that leads them down the path of the being the hero and stuff like that. But that that showed me right there that Oliver went to a dark dark place first oh, yeah. before making that turn but ultimately we i guess now that you've explained it he didn't even make that turn turn he just kind of covered it up with all these you know speeches and the the character of oliver queen covering up the monster that really he was right because i mean even if you think about it, each season i mean i guess there have maybe been one or two where like the city does kind of accept Green Arrow, but not not completely, you know. And I think yeah. that is, and he's and killed the shown. main villain every single season, right? Because he killed, well, right. he thought he killed Malcolm Merlin season one, then right, killed Slade season season, didn't kill Slade season two, but no, yeah, but the flashback he did, um, right, yeah. So then, then season three kills Roz, yeah. Season four kills Damien. Yeah, and then season five, whatever, right? Adrian now and stuff. So, well, yeah, and so I think that's where, yeah, because when it was first revealed, I'm like, that 
that wasn't that big of a reveal. And then I actually had to think about it more. And that's why I started making some of the connections. But really, that's the thing, too, because when Oliver was like yelling, like, I don't know what you're talking about, because Oliver had never like actually thought about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. And, and until he started making those connections, he never thought about it. And then he yelled that. And then that's when, you know, he kind of connected it all for um, kind of connected it all for uh, for Oliver, you know. And I just like I said, it felt very vintage, kind of like a season two. Right. Right. Where, mm-hmm. where where you had the psychological battle. And then not only that, but um you know, when Artemis returned, I was actually Oh the fake out with that. That was crazy crazy. Oh, I was I was pissed at first because when they like quote unquote killed her, I was like, What a freaking wasted character. Right. I was like, they could have done all these things and they wasted her and then she got up and I was like They got me. Yep. <laughs> you know, I was like, got me. Like I, I really thought that she was dead. And then I was like Okay, touche. Touche. <laughs> chalk one up friend. for the writers. Yeah. Yep. Ch- yeah, chalk one up for the writers. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was the, – the Artemis fake out was, was good. And it, it kind of like – it's the same thing, same type of feelings you, you had when she was killed. I was kind of like, man, that's that's another character that could have been really used to its, its full potential, didn't use it, and, and then comes back. But now it makes me want to wonder, you know, how – how much was she involved with Adrian prior to her turning? Was she always with yeah. Adrian, even in the beginning? Like the whole fake out of right. joining Team Arrow was was just a a ploy, and stuff. Right, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely like a it, this show has turned into more of a psychological game than anything else. Right, it's not the right. simple and, the, and that's good for versus me evil. personally. For me personally, that's what I like. You know, yeah. that's why I liked um, like you know the Dark Knight. You know, it was right. very psychological and, and season two of Arrow because it was psychological. And that's why I still think someone else is in charge, though, because if you look at it this way, right? So you have Adrian Chase and his father was supposedly killed in season one, whether it's that. I still can't tell if it's it's if it's that guy from, I don't know, Cl- Claim, not Claymore. Uh, you know, what I'm talking about, though, right? The guy from that they speculated was his oh, father. Yeah, guy, yeah. Uh-huh. Um. I don't, whatever, if that's his father or not. But then uh, Artemis, she dressed up as Black Canary. Was that in season two or season three? Uh, Season three or four. Four. Season season four. Yeah. Because it was right after um, Laurel died. Yeah. And then Talia obviously has connections to season three. Right. Right. So – I feel like the person behind it still could be someone from season two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like everybody's connected to a season, right? So, like I said, you have um, Chase's father from season one, um, Talia from season three, and then Artemis from season four. I, and I that's why I still think someone's in charge because you have three people who – Oliver has either, you know, killed their parent or, or someone, something along those lines. They have something against them. So I still feel like there's someone from that season that might be behind it all. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, the the dream would be have Slade come back, but I don't think that's yep. going to happen. Um, yeah. There hasn't been any news about Manu Bennett coming back to the show um, right. recently. So that... I mean, I mean that that would actually be crazy if that if they did that, 
But I think I think like you you've been speculating that Kovar is really Adrian's dad. Yeah. Kovar ends up being KG Beast and you know, sets the tone for the, the end of the season type deal. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the way that it'll Yeah. Because, I mean, Kovar is, in the comic books, Kovar is KGBs. It's just a different storyline. This isn't a right. the normal storyline we have for, for KGBs um, that Arrow's using. So, I'm like, you know, I'm pretty confident that's the way they're going to go with it. Now that they, they've exposed that Malcolm Merlin saved them from death and brought him back to life and everything like that. So, um It'll be interesting. It's it. This the past two episodes have finally have really got me back into it. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, I agree. There was a little hiccup, you know, with the the previous season um, or uh, previous episodes before that, where it kind of got a little too cluttered with all the different storylines with the excess characters. But now that it's just been really focused on Oliver, um, you know, I really, really uh, like got back into it. Well, and what do you think is going to be happening next week? Because, I mean, you saw in the preview that he, I mean, he, like, punches Diggle. So I had to slow that down and actually look to, look to see if it was him that punches, and it looks like it. So I think he goes back yeah. to his old school ways. I think he, he realizes that he's better off being alone to save his friends. Yeah. And he's going and he's going to go back to the way things were season one, where it's, you know, him in a cellar and just kind of, you know, finding out how to get rid of Adrian by himself. Um, you yeah. Know. Which I hope it stays like that because if they go back to the the ultimate cliche would be to get the team back together and say Oliver, you we're with you oh, the gosh. entire way, yeah. you're a killer and stuff like that. You know, which is which is probably gonna happen, but it you know I would, would like to like to think, you know, that it would be a little bit of a twist and see, you know, Oliver going down a darker path and everything like that. And, and with it being in the Arrowverse and Flashpoint and all that kind of stuff, wouldn't it be something if, like, let on Legends or something, some event caused it all to change and, you know, and... Oh, yeah, right. We're back to the way yeah. things were, say, Season 2 and stuff. That's the beauty of the right. Arrowverse, is that one single event can alter alter one's reality and... and you bring back Katie Cassidy and stuff as, sure. as Laurel, Laurel and Black Canary, and you kind of do a reset button. That would be ultimately nice for me. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. All right. So on to your favorite show of the week, which was the Flash musical. Oh my um, gosh. I mean, <laughs> I know you were right. dancing and singing along there. I, I will be completely honest about this. So. I sat down and I watched until I saw Malcolm Berlin starting to dance and sing. And I'll be honest, and I turned in. I didn't watch the rest. Get out of here. Are you serious? Swear. So wow, here's my wow. thing. I just I, – I, nothing to get – and I know they were in this alternate whatever, and that's fine. But, like, I just – I have never been able to get into TV shows that, that, are, like, that are like that. I just I, – I don't know. And, like I said, I know they were in, like – you know, an alternate, whatever, but I don't know, Malcolm Merlin, I'm like, oh, here's League of Assassins, and he's John Barrowman dancing is, and is, singing, yeah. and I'm just like, ah, I just can't do it, and so, Malcolm yeah, Merlin, John Barrowman, man, he is a, if, if when we, uh, next time we go to, uh, uh, and he's there, you're gonna, I'm gonna make you sit in his panel and listen to him, because the guy, the guy is a true entertainer, and he's a great, great stuff, but, um, 
No, oh, no. And, and it's nothing. It is honestly nothing against. Dude, like, you would take away the, the cast songs. Member, like, take away the songs. You would have loved the story though. If because like I mean, my, the thing is, they were good. Like they were good singers and dancers. Okay. I just like I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I've just never been able to really get into shows like that. You were probably singing and dancing. You're just not admitting it and stuff. I was. I'm actually exhausted. I was actually upset that they didn't ask me to come on and sing and dance on there. You know who I was upset they didn't ask to come on? Um, and I even mentioned in my, in my reviews, uh, Sierra Renee. Hey, uh, like Hawk. Oh, yeah. yeah. They had Malcolm. Actual... Yeah, because she was on yeah. Broadway, Broadway. And so they had Malcolm, Malcolm, you know, Daryl Man. So it's like, you, yeah. you know, he's never been on an episode of The Flash, maybe once, I think. Um, right. And. And so I was like, why would you, you know, I, I understand bringing him on because he's, he's a hell of an actor and he's talented, sure, uh-huh. um, you know, performer. Why not take that opportunity to bring Sierra Renee back just for a little cameo? That would have been great to have her on there. And um, I even asked her that when uh, when I got to interview her at Dragon Con. I was like, have you been, have they been in contact? And she's like, no, not, but I would love to. You know, she was like, like really upset when she found out after they wrote off her character that they were doing yeah. music, music stuff because, you know, that's her background. And she was... She would have loved to have done it. So I was kind of a little upset they didn't do that. But so take away that, it ends up being since you didn't watch it, it ends up being a, an, like one massive ploy by the music meister because on both Supergirl and on Flash, you know, Kara uh, breaks up with Monel and Barry mm-hmm. breaks up with Iris, and somehow, some way, music meister is paying attention to all this and hypnotizes both. Uh, Barry and Kara like be part of the part of the musical, and he basically basically tells them that the only way to get out of the hypnosis is to make it to the end of the musical. We're both shot, you know. It's a gangster style uh, like West Side Story type play. Uh, they're both shot lying there, and it takes um, Cisco to vibe in Iris and Monel to save them, basically giving them the kiss. So it's it's one hundred percent musical storyline, West Side Story, you know, right. Chicago style, everything you know you can think of, um, you know. And so, but you thought that Music Meister was like a villain, and really at the end he's like, oh no, I did it because you're not gonna not gonna be able to defeat Savitar and you know car you're not gonna be able to save the world world unless you have somebody that you know you love and stuff like that. I was like say what you know this, this wasn't huh, a villain that. like and he just disappears and that's it like it was huh I mean storyline it was it was pretty entertaining um you know I enjoyed the you know I enjoyed the musical stuff about it and um the songs were were good um and then the they had an original song that they created for it called super friends which is corny as can be but it was like, <laughs> it, it was straight it was like straight off of like the super friends cartoon show that type of like was it? oh that's yeah. awesome so i mean i recorded it so i'll probably end up watching it this weekend but i just i don't know i and it's weird for me so it's not that i don't like musicals like musicals themselves are fine but i think it's right. when like I have an idea of a certain character and who they are and what they do. It's kind of like typecasting, I guess. You know right. what I mean? And and then when it's like complete opposite of that, I just like I don't know. It, I think that's more of my gripe about it than right. the sense that oh, it's no, a I musical. It. If that makes any sense? No, no, I get it. When um, um, I mean, watching the Flash, you have to watch like four different versions of uh, Harrison Wells, and then right, you exactly, know, right. We we have like three different versions of Cisco and Caitlin. You know, the only one that stays well, consistent is Barry. I think too that I, I I enjoyed last week's episode, and I really wanted to learn more about like Savitar and right. who he is under there and this and that, and it was just like such a drastic change from that uh-huh. 
Um, so I think for me, it just seemed kind of out of place for this season. Um, but I don't know, maybe it ties. I mean, I guess it does tie in with, uh, obviously him reuniting, um, Barry and Iris. So yeah, because he does at the end propose to Iris again. Right. And they do. They do. Do get engaged officially. Officially. But, officially. Penton, I will say. Yeah. Right. Um, so it might, it might change in the future. Who knows? Um, we'll right. have to find out. And then next week is so we had Music Meister this week, and now next week on the Flash is the Magician. That's an another old school villain. Yeah. The Flash archives and stuff like that. But supposedly, he's the one who knows who Savitar is. So maybe we'll finally fig- uh, find out. It's kind of like how last week we finally found out that Adrian Chase was actually Prometheus. Maybe we'll, right. we'll get that and go um, get that storyline story line wrapped up. Because I think we're four or five episodes away from the finale. Um, yeah. Did you see that they were talking about next season and they're not going to use a speedster for the main villain? Think. I mean, it, it needs to be. It, like, it needs to be right. somebody. Uh, I would. I wouldn't mind somebody original. Um, you know, not for. You don't even have to go from the archives of the. You know, the rogues gallery and stuff like that. But just straight up make it. You know, original. Somebody that's. You know, different. From the whole speedster premise of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing against. I mean, what they did in season one was, was genius with reverse, reverse fashion, right? You know, and uh, Um But I think the back the the seasons a row of speedster villains is just kind of sure, yeah, wearing down. No, wearing, I agree with that. Yeah. So um, let's see. We got uh, Abracadabra. Oh no, we actually got a couple more. We got one, two, three, four, five, six. Six episodes okay. left in the season. Um, and then, so we got Abracadabra next, this coming up week with the Magician. And then, um, so, <clears throat> it seems like, like on Flash-wise, I think we're going to get set up, set up for someone sacrificing their life for Iris. Because you're not going to kill Iris mm-hmm. West in this show. It, it would be no, unless you're really going to go off the you know the deep end and say we are definitely not like the comic books. Um, so my theory is that Wally sacrifices himself for Iris. Really, but not mm. to be killed, but to be sent into the Speed Force oh. with with Sabotar. And The only reason why, oh. reason why that. Is because because when DC had Flashpoint in in the comic book series, and that whole fiasco, Wally West gets stuck in the Speed Force, and it's That's not right, until yeah. just recently, until the DC Rebirth, that we get you know the original Wally West back, and so. I think that's that would be my guess. Not a hundred percent confident in that, but you you got to figure someone important is going to die and sacrifice themselves, you know. Um, Ronnie did it season one, season two um, was um, Barry's dad's dad, and Henry Allen. So I'm thinking. I still think it's gonna be Julian, just because I I think that he will feel I don't know guilty for letting 
Savitar use him and this and that, blah, 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 you know, sort of thing. Um, and save Caitlyn? I mean, I think I've What's that? Like save Caitlyn type deal? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's that sort of thing, which I actually think it'd be cooler if, like, it was what you said and it was Wally or something like that. I think it would have more of an impact. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Julian's the safer, easier route, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. Just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, but, I mean, I think what, what you suggested would actually be much more interesting. Um, and then you could bring the Speed Force into it more for Season uh, 4, uh, which could be cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, moving on to uh, Legends of Tomorrow, this to me was... It was awesome. It was best, the best, and this was a, a tough week, you know, this was a lot of good uh, good shows, um, you know, the one that was, was the was the weakest, I don't know, I don't know if you watched it, Supergirl, um, I actually uh, got to watch it, um, and really the only highlight from it was that Kevin Sorbo and Terry Hatcher um, finally came on the show um, yeah. this week and stuff, but it, it was a lot more, like, love drama than anything else, but Legends of Tomorrow... <laughs> Bringing in J.R.R. Tolkien to help the team out was awesome. That, to me, was the highlight. I like I, – I think this, for me, is was the best episode of Legends that I've seen. Oh, I agree. Um, first of all, it had very much an Indiana Jones type of feel to it. You know, trying to find these relics mm-hmm. and this and that, which I thought was awesome. Um storytelling was really awesome and then obviously bringing back with Wentworth Miller's Captain Cold and then you know Mick um you know turning on them and this and that it was just it was really really good I thought yeah oh no I like to me it, it, like I wrote in the review it was the perfect parallel storyline to, to you know the actual Lord of the Rings you know, uh, yeah. a, a fellowship, having a relic that's way more powerful than any one person can possess, trying to find a way to destroy it, going on an impossible journey, and ultimately, you know, eventually they're going to, you know, get the spirit of destiny back to destroy it. But right at that point is that their fellowship wasn't strong enough to, to fight off evil and end up losing the relic and everything. So... It was per- perfect, you know, set up everything. Everything. Yeah, I thought it was really good. And there were some more kind of subtleties that I thought was really interesting as well. Just how, like, you know, at the end before, um, you know, Mick left and when he had told, um, you know, Captain Cold, like, that they had the spear, we're trying to, whatever. Um, and he just kind of said, like, you've never seen me more. Any, anything more than a villain and uh, or a thug or whatever they said <clears throat> and you know they they were kind of like well we lied to him we told him that we did and we never did so i don't know it was just it was it had a, a bit more depth to it as well i thought oh no i agree um, the 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 return of um wentworth middle was great i like, yeah. like that's i think that's what made the episode so great was because that was that one piece of the puzzle that was kind of missing from the show is how you know in completing the legion of doom um you know was having wentworth and the you know the interaction with him and dominic purcell you know it was just it's great and uh 
you know, I've, I've been a fan of uh, Dominic and his character on the show, you know, since the beginning and stuff like that. But, like, it really, like, he really was able to expose his character a, a more um, this this uh, episode. So, I think for the, for the rest of the season we've had. We've had. Yep. So, um, if you had to choose, all th- you know, we'll we'll leave Supergirl out this week because um, it really wasn't a fair fight, you know. And but if you had to choose, which one would you rank as the best episode between Flash, Arrow, and Legends? Oh, Legends. Legends. This week. I agree. Yep. I agree. I yep. mean, storyline, um, plot, everything kind of just worked in favor, and I like a little the- nod. Oh, yeah. that they had you know like when he kept saying like fellowship like you know trying to like put these kind of little thoughts into uh Tolkien's head you know which <laughs> i just thought it was you know extremely well done yeah oh no i did like the show and the writers really have embraced what they are because if you think about it first season was like a sci-fi thriller type thing and it worked but not it wasn't strong enough to say okay we're, we belong in the arrowverse but now this uh, this season they've kind of just thrown that all away and basically said, you know what, we're gonna be we're gonna focus more on history and and uh, myth, you know, Western myths and everything, and and kind of embrace embrace and show that you know, that you know that we're a flawed team than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Oh, did you see uh, Big Bang was renewed for two more seasons, so now it's going to go to 12 seasons this year. Or That's awesome. In yeah. 20, 2019 now. Um, it's going to be. So um, my question to you is, there, do you, number one, do you think that the 12th season will be the end? And um, how think they're going to end the show? Yeah. I, I do think it will be the end. Uh, the main reason is I, I don't want to say they're running out of ideas because I, I, I don't think they are. You know, the episodes are still great, but I think it's progressed to a point where it's almost like, where do you go from here sort of thing? You right. know what I mean? Because, you know, they're all like married and they're, you know, engaged or whatever. Um, and... I don't know. Then are you going to start like, I, I just, I'm not really sure where they can continue with it at that point, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the end, they may all have like, I don't know, babies or something like that. And it's just, you know, they're all kind of doing their own thing, but have families now. So they can't be as like, connected as they were and not just like one of them but like all of them or something like that right. i don't know what do you think i think so i definitely think it's 12 seasons and done um because like you said that i don't know where they can really go from here um because right. every you know for the most part the major characters are all in, in you know very stable relationships either married or right you know, you know or just um and uh, what's his girlfriend's name? Um, oh, I think of Penny. Uh, Bern, uh, not, there's Bernadette? Penny, Bernadette, and then 
guy is killing me. Uh, uh, Amy, Amy Farrah Fowler. Amy Farrah Fowler. Why did I forget that one? So Farrah <laughs> Fowler and Sheldon basically are married because they're not going to leave each other and they've right and stuff. So uh, the only one's Raj. So I think basically, oh, yeah. um, the only the only I think is going to happen is. Um, Penny pregnant, have a kid, have a kid, um, and kind of do like what the generic '90s sitcom shows done is. Everybody moves out into the suburbs type deal, right? Uh, and I think that's basically it, you know what's going to end up doing because I really don't yep. see any any new like characters coming in that are going to spice up the show and make it different than that. Um, and yeah, it just like this, like you said, the storylines are starting to to either repeat themselves or like you know not not original as they once were, um, right? Because like this is the this season was the third time they've covered San Diego Comic Con, you know? Yeah, and wasn't really that funny. Um, uh, so yeah, and then they also have set up where they Fox or no, CBS um, ordered to series, so not even. We're not even going to the pilot. We're just going straight to series. Is the prequel to the Big Big Bang Theory, where they're gonna follow Sheldon as a nine-year-old boy growing up in uh, <laughs> was it West Texas or something? Like that, you know. Oh yeah. So so, yeah. I think 2019 will probably be the last year of of Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I mean, you know, that just, I mean, it happens sometimes, like, you get to a point, I mean, you know, I think about a lot of the good ones that last a long time, Friends or anything, I mean, you can only, you know, you, you can only have so many stories, um, or, you know, even if you think, like, back to a lot of the, like, you know, when we were growing up, like, Saved by the Bell and stuff like that, like, they, right. you know, I mean, they went through junior high and high school, like, and then obviously they tried college and that didn't work, but you know, you can only have that for, for so long, really. Right. Yeah. It, it's like some of those shows kind of like, like they, they were a season, season or way past this prime. And I mean, that people are, are still feel that way with big bang theory. Um, right. You know, it's, it's cool when they get the, the special, um, like the special celebrities to come on there and, and do that and the cameos and stuff, but that's not every week. And if, if they did that every week, it would get really old really fast. So, yeah. Um, uh, wrestling. I wanted to cover this real quick. Uh, WrestleMania. So W. So Raw and basically SmackDown this week were just straight up. Let's let's keep with the storylines going into WrestleMania. Um, yeah. Was there anything that jumped out to you on either Raw or SmackDown that made you say, "Wow, I am looking forward to WrestleMania"? Um, no, not really. No. <laughs> um, I, I just I feel like it's been fairly predictable. I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like I don't know. Like, yeah, obviously, I have Shane and. Um, AJ Styles, okay, and oh, you know, Nia Jax is now in there, and that's fine. I think we talked a couple weeks ago, and we said that, that would probably end up happening, oh, yeah. you know, and it's uh-huh. just, I, I, I don't know, I just, there's nothing that's really, I mean, that's okay, I guess, I don't know, it doesn't, there's, there was nothing, I mean, SmackDown was pretty good this week, like usual, it was better than Raw, but I don't know, it's just, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of plateaued, and just they're, they're okay, 
But once again, like I said, it doesn't really make me excited for many of the matches at WrestleMania. There's none that really stick out that I'm like super pumped about, I guess. All right, all right. So, so here's the reason. The reason why the so on the card right now, you have or the storyline is Triple H is supposed to fight Seth Rollins. So we had, yeah, two weeks ago, Seth Rollins came out. It looked like he was good to go. And then, of course, they had that whole, like, Triple H is killing his knee and type thing, which I I really don't think he was ever injured. Because you don't, why why would you put yourself through that much pain in hell and stuff like that? Right. um, Or the injury that he had was minor, minor type deal. Um, Sure. So, out on the card, coming up into the last Raw going in into WrestleMania. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be straight up Seth Rollins versus Triple H or are we going to get a tag team match between Seth Rollins and say Sami Zayn versus Triple H and Samoa Joe? Cuz they're neither yeah, they're not on the card either. Yeah, and Sami Zayn like stepped up this week and seemed like he was making more of a name for himself right so yeah i could i could probably see something like that happening which i mean would would make sense but i mean it's still okay it's it's all right um you know i think it would be fine but doesn't you know it doesn't it's not something i'm like super pumped for i guess yeah i don't know um the only the only reason why i'm thinking this is that i think this is the return of finn baylor because if you do a tag team Uh, match Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe, Triple H, Finn Balor jumps in to save Seth Rollins in the match. Because, yeah. I mean, he came up with <clears throat> Sami Zayn and then wrestled against Samoa Joe in NXT. So I could definitely see that, that happening. Yeah, well, that would be cool. Like, I would definitely love a return of Finn Balor, but um, I think that would bring something back to the program that's been missing. Oh, yeah, agree. And then. So, right now on the card lineup, the main event, main main event is Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. The co or the co main event of Goldberg versus Lesnar will be before that match. Do you think that's a smart move to do? Um. Yeah, because I I just I think a lot of people are I don't know if upset is the right word, but I, I don't think a lot of people are really that pumped for the Goldberg. Brock Lesnar match, to be honest. Um, and I, I think that with Bray, with Bray Wyatt, uh, his popularity right now. And I really do think that the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt storyline has been, you know, fairly interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's probably a better way to go. Um, like I said, I think if it ended with, Goldberg and um, uh, Brock Lesnar. I don't know. I, I feel like with that match, it's either way it ends, people aren't going to be happy. Right. You know uh, what I mean? I agree. Agree. Like, like Goldberg keeps it. They're like, okay, great. Part like he won't wrestle again until whenever Brock Lesnar wins. They're like, okay, great. Well, he's a part timer, so so I I don't know. I just I think that's probably a good move. Yeah, and I think. Uh... I think it's like you, like you said, a smart, um, and I kind of like in agreeing with you on it because I think if you put your all your eggs in your baskets with 
the like the ending WrestleMania with Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, which we've already seen before, and it didn't turn out that great of an actual ma- match. That if it doesn't doesn't <clears throat> pan out, then you end it on a sour note, or at least you know with Bray Wyatt, Rand- Randy Orton, you know full timers. These are guys that wrestling is is you know an art form for them, so you know they're going to give a good match. You know it may not right. be the best rivalry that we've seen, or like you know it's kind of been the Right. Yeah. Literally, they are planning um, to have more Star Wars movies up to the next 15 years. So, it looks like our grandkids are going to know about Star Wars. Can you imagine, like, 15 years from now and stuff like that? Like, like, what could you, like, how could you possibly explain to your kids that Darth Vader was the best badass villain of all time, you know? Well, you know what, though? I mean, what's crazy if you think about it, though, like my dad saw Star Wars in the movie theater when it first came out, you know, so like I remember crossing generation after generation. Yeah, absolutely. Because I remember growing up watching Star Wars on VHS, you know, just because, you know, my dad liked it and stuff. And it wasn't necessarily new per se. I mean, I guess Return of the Jedi would have been the most recent, but. You know, and then, so they were such classics that, like, you knew about them and you knew about Darth Vader. And then the prequels came by, and even though they those didn't have Darth Vader not till the end, you knew it was the build-up to Darth Vader. And then, so, I don't know, I just, I think there's, I just think they're timeless, you know what I mean? So, like, I think that also builds it because, you know, if they're grandkids who are watching it, like, well, I want to know where this stuff started from. You know what I mean? So they're gonna watch A New Hope and be like, "Oh my god, those graphics are absolutely horrible." Oh yeah. Well, yeah. What a bunch of crap. Yeah. <laughs> Did they use paper planes for this movie? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. All models. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's it's crazy though. If they actually do go through with it, I mean, you know, fifteen another fifteen years of Star Wars. Never in my wildest dreams when I was a kid watching Star Wars did I ever think that I would be like. A, still talking about Star Wars at this age, or B, still watching Star Wars, uh, like new new episodes and stuff like that, or new movies. Um, right. It's one no, of the no, craziest. No, I definitely agree. You know, so I think that how much more money could they actually? I mean, it's a billion billion franchise. Oh I mean, yeah, is crazy. I mean, if it's working, then keep doing it, right? Right. Oh, no, without a doubt. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, it's like everything they created. There's only been like a couple things, Star Wars-wise, and it's more or less video games that they've kind of really missed the boat on. Yeah. Because the shows and the movies have all been great. Um, Just a couple video games that, you know, back in the Super Nintendo era days that I could be like, ugh. But even their computer games have been amazing. You know, X Wing, uh, X Wing, Tie Fighter Squadron, you know, stuff, um, and then Battlefront on, you know, the consoles and stuff. 
It's crazy. Yeah, definitely. All right, last piece of news uh, uh, today. So, so it was revealed on Twitter, uh, Justice League movie Twitter, oh, yeah. and then um, the that uh, the it looks like the new trailer for Justice League will be coming out. Um, There's two videos that kind of showed one of Aquaman and one of Batman in his new armor, new tech. Um, it seems like. Batman's going darker, I guess. Uh, have you seen? Did you get a chance to see the videos or no? I did. Yeah. Yep. So the image that you see of, of Batman um, before you even hit the video is him standing on top of a, a uh, what is it called? A, a, it's a skeleton, but it's supposed to represent um, the statues that look over the building. God. Protect like gargoyles, gar- like gargoyle style. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and standing over that, and he's got his his new outfit on, which lo- looks like he got a little bit more armor to it. Yeah, and if, I don't know if you don't know if you uh, see the new, they've uh, done upgrades to the Batmobile now, so it's more armor tech. Uh, it's got more weapons added to it and stuff. Um, right. Yeah. So. The the little thirty second clip we have is basically you get the you get the shot of Bruce, you know, when he's confronting um Jason Momoa's Aquaman trying to, you know, get him to join the Justice League. And then he's going after it looks like it's somebody in the Batmobile shooting at something. What do you think that something uh-huh. is? Looks like it's I, honestly Yeah. Um I don't know. Do you think it would be like a parademon or something like that? That's I what I think. Like, is a parademon. Yeah. So if it's um, a parademon, is Darkseid going to be the main villain of Justice League? Or does Steppenwolf have parademons? What you know what I mean? Like maybe. I can't. So what I what I have heard, and like I said, it's all like rumored stuff. But like from what I've heard, the movie could kind of start off almost Lord of the Rings esque mm-hmm. with like, because supposedly the, um, mother, uh, boxes. mother boxes were, mm-hmm. you know, between man, um, the Atlanteans and the, um, uh, Oh my gosh. They am uh, the, um, wonder woman in the Amazons. Right. Yeah. Um, so I've heard that you may see a glimpse of dark side in that way. I still think that you're like some, at some point in the movie, I think we will see dark side. Now, is that a big part? I doubt it, but I think there will be a, a part. Now, I think it would be smart for justice league to give him a little bit larger of a part than just showing him. Um, you know, maybe if it's a little bit at the beginning or like last 15 minutes, you see him involved in something. The main reason why is because otherwise I think your kind of everyday moviegoers, not necessarily comic fans, mm-hmm. would think that if they just show him at the end, they would think that they're ripping off Marvel. You know right, what I, I agree. mean? So I think giving him a little bit more screen time would actually have almost the opposite effect where – 
your everyday goers might think that Marvel's ripping off Justice. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, I agree. And but like, see, it, I think Darkseid is going to have a more prominent role. I think he's actually going to be the main villain because more and more that we get out of this movie and the more trailers we see is that number one, there's the mother boxes. Now we're we're seeing maybe a parademon that um, Batman and Bruce will be fighting. But two, with the announcement that Justice League is no longer a two-part movie. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And now it's its own entity. By doing yeah, that, it, you know what? Screw it. We're not going to waste our time trying to do a two-part movie because everybody got pissed off with Batman versus Superman being so damn long. And then right. ended up being that the extended edition actually made more sense, but it was a four-hour movie. And no one's going to want to see right. a six-hour movie explaining all the entire dark side Saga. So I think they got rid of Steppenwolf, and I think that basically what we saw of Steppenwolf in Batman vs Superman, or what we assumed was Steppenwolf, is just going to be right. that, and then just say, "Look, forget what happened, and here's the real bad guy." Did uh, they cast someone as Steppenwolf though? I don't know. Like it, it's only been rumored, and nothing has been confirmed. Oh, okay. Like you go on their uh, the IMDb website, which you can't always trust IMDb because the right. the studios have to keep some secrets. You know, right. from leaking out. Well, so they, I mean, it could it could all be smokescreen too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that yeah, I think that would be interesting. I think that would be a better way to go personally, because I think more people like, like you know, you're like Steppenwolf. Like he seems like such more of an obscure character. I mean, he's not, right. but you know what I mean. Especially to um, a lot of the average moviegoers, I guess. Um, but yeah, you know, I thought that was really interesting. I figured it might be a parademon. Um, but then, you know, what do you think the the full trailer will offer for fans? You know, because I know like when the the second Wonder Woman trailer came out, I was thinking that we would get a glimpse of Ares, and we didn't. Well, at least yeah. not in Ares form. Um, but what what do you think? You know, it'll have to offer. I I know it'll have the the shot of like the full team. Well, you know son superman but the full team coming out of the back of the um jet which i thought was pretty cool but what do you think else we, we i think, I think you're gonna, the they're going to keep it to what they're doing is showing a lot of a lot of jason moe and a, a lot of been like <clears throat> i think there's there's hesitant to show a wonder woman comes out i think they're still hesitant to show anything with gal gadot uh as wonder woman because that's going to be I think what people don't want is people will be confused with one, what Wonder Woman's going to be and maybe what Justice League is going to be with her since it's two different time periods. Sure. Um, um, and I don't think that everybody's sold on Ezra Miller being the Flash. So I think they're going to just keep it you know, small and simple with him and also um, Cyborg as well. And, and you know you're, you, have, you have a bankable, uh, bankable cast with... Um, you know Jason Momoa and Ben Affleck so keep it that way if you really want to sell tickets don't try to sell this movie on the other cast members and it's smart I mean you you look at the um, um, the you look at the the video of Jason Momoa that they released today and stuff like that it's a lot of the same stuff we've seen him standing in front of a massive wave yeah. and looking badass and stuff like that but it sells because you know the right. Momoa, uh, um, and so I, I mean, don't don't rock the boat with this because you're you're in you know fragile waters right now with a lot of people. Um, yeah, sure. So, do think, you think there will be any sort of a glimpse at 
Superman, like black suit or no, blue suit. Like, I think that's going to be, I think that's the big secret is when does yeah. Superman pop up? I think Superman is controlled by dark side and the team. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I think the premise of the movie will be the team actually going after Superman because Superman is like you said, controlled by um, dark side. And I think Darkseid will kind of be behind the scenes some until, um, you know, I think the team will eventually, you know, somehow get Superman to, you know, come back to the good side of the good guys. And then that's when we, when we might see more of Darkseid. Because, I mean, in the comics, there was that time when Darkseid wanted Superman as his, you know, next in command almost or to lead his, his armies, you know. So I think that might be what they draw from some right you know i um what was it uh the justice league animated movie the movie came out was, was a year or two ago two years now um that had dark side control uh superman and this and yeah basically uh <clears throat> uh was it batman and bruce had to go and save him and stuff so you know I could definitely see something like that. Like, like they wait, don't really expose the massive story yet, and that would be the big surprise. Maybe the last trailer you see, you know, a glimpse of uh, of Superman's outfit, because there was that that, that one Instagram photo that uh, Henry Cavill yeah. put out there a while, a while and stuff. Um, and so, and everybody was wondering, was it black and white? Was it filtered? Was it, you know, right. all those things. So, uh, I think that's where, ultimately, that's what we're going to see, is um, Superman being controlled by Darkseid, the team, you know, Bruce getting the team, what he can together to save Superman. Boom. You're on a roll. Yep. You're on I like a roll it. Oh. Well, because that would tie into Batman versus Superman, too, where... Um, what's that, you know, uh, flash came back and said, like, you were right about him and said like, Lois is the key or whatever, anything like that. Like maybe that's what they were talking about, you know? Yeah. And the lowest thing is going to be interesting how it plays out because if they do tie it back to, um, to like Batman v Superman, that's going to have to, that scene right there with Barry and stuff like that is going to have to be the key. And is yep. it that Barry from that time period, or is it Barry from a future time period, so forth? Yeah, right. That's all going to play out. Yeah, I really think that I think that Parademon shows up in that little small clip on that we're seeing. So um, if Par- if that's a true Par- Parademon, then we get Dark Side, and then I'm pretty confident in the Justice League movie going forward. Yep, absolutely. You know what? It did get a lot of feedback from was so, um, the. There was that the clip that Zack Snyder released like a couple weeks ago of Aquaman footage that he was he was working on and stuff. Um, oh yeah, and I just happened to look at it and it was yeah. final film like final film footage. Like if you look at the the description of it, you know, in the bottom left in, in test screening and stuff, it said final film footage. You know, it had a, a, a <laughs> couple other stuff. And just happened to like say you know look looking at what was being recorded and stuff like that. It seemed like that what they were doing with the Aquaman scenes underwater was that they were trying to give it more like a real life scenario of like being under salt water and stuff. So it, it seemed like it was really foggy and stuff. I was like, man, I don't think I could. I wrote on there. I was like, I don't think I could watch a movie like that for 
you know, two hours and stuff and have this right, yeah. it would mess with my eye so much. Holy yeah. smokes, did I get so much feedback from it. And that was really? crazy. Oh, my God. People were like, it's test footage and stuff like that. I was like, no, look at the bottom left. It says final film footage. And <laughs> it was recorded with a phone camera. You know, I'm like, I'm like, my phone camera does better than my actual regular cameras does. So don't tell <laughs> me that this is a crappy, like, Nokia, you know, that from 1992 or something like that, you know, um, filming the footage and everything like that. So it unbelievable i couldn't believe how many people like call me the antichrist because i just happen to say i don't think i can watch a movie for two and a half but hours and that that's also filter. kind of funny though because if you think about it in aquaman's minor cameo in batman vs superman like i mean people gave that scene hell too remember oh my gosh like, yes yes yeah criticized he for was even, holding even his ma- breath yeah, and so like I, I even mentioned that as one of the the like most criticized scenes in Batman v Superman was the Jason Momoa scene because everybody was like, yeah, you can definitely tell he's holding his breath. And then bam, I got blasted on Twitter and in the comment section saying that was not. I didn't remember seeing anybody criticize that, you know, and because they didn't see it, I was wrong on it. But I swear to God that there were tons and tons and tons of people on there not you know hate it not but just saying right hey, you definitely tell that that they didn't they ha- didn't have the whole underwater sequence figure out dude um, i can't wait to make up a name and get an alias and go on there and give you hell for that oh my seriously just bring it like i, <laughs> I, I like I, I i've had like a couple people not apologize but just say look dude you know we gave you hell for a bunch of other shit earlier and stuff like that, but it's it's an all fun. I mean, I get it, you know. It's yeah, it's sure. fun. everybody has their opinion. I'm I accept it. So, like, good or bad, I'll take it. It's you know, at least you know people are coming to the website and there you go and leaving their opinion, so they can. Well, I mean, that's the, the fun one. part too is talking yeah. about it, and you know. Oh yeah, I mean, as long as they're not calling me an A and A or anything like that, and you know, <laughs> you can call you can call me dumb, or whatever. I could care less as to that because probably am so um but <laughs> like it was just amazing how i just you know the the footage came out and i you know i was talking to, to joseph about it and stuff and i was like i was like joseph do you agree with me on this and he was like well you know we'll i'll see you later and stuff and i was like well i'm just gonna write and see you know and just put it put it down because he wanted me to cover it and stuff and i was like instead of just saying hey there's new footage out there of Jason Momoa and you know you know like uh, in Zack Snyder's you know debuting some of this screen footage footage from Justice League I was like there's no way hey I could put that it like I could put myself watching two and a half hours of this underwater sequence with that filter on it I mean it'd be like I'm actually under salt water you know watching this film and stuff but no it was funny cool. as that's awesome the feedback I bet it was all John Hunter I like was, John signed up in like well, seventeen probably. Different- like seventeen different names and just made fun of me the entire time. So absolutely. Well, that's it. There's probably a bunch of other stuff we could talk about and go on for another two or three hours, but we have lives and we got to get back to them. Um, so make make sure you listen to our other podcast up, uh, Los Fan Fan Boys, um, Comic Uno's weekly uh, roundup, uh, and then check out uh, Ed Douglas's Weekend Warriors uh, weekly uh, update on what's going on in the movie realm and hitting theaters on the main screen and on the uh low budget indie film styles uh, he gives a lot of good updates and insight he actually has revamped it a little bit so 
uh, he uh, was getting a little long-winded there, so but he changed it up, and um, I actually enjoy it uh, a lot. I enjoyed his old way of doing it, but I do agree that it was it was getting a, long, a little bit long-winded. It was actually taking me like close to 10 minutes to read everything he think he was down on there. But, you know, let us know what you guys think. think uh, you know, hit us up, up uh, on the comment section and tell us what we need to cover and stuff. And we're going to try to keep molding this show more and more and keep growing it and try to incorporate more. It seems like uh, we're getting a lot of feedback and a lot of people enjoying our wrestling, you know, conversations as, as exciting as they are. But it seems like there's a lot of people in agreement with us uh, on there. And then they did say that John Hunter is... Uh, has a great sexy voice. Uh, I will say that. <laughs> that was one of the major comments on there um, that I had had a shout out to. So, so that's awesome. Yeah. I, I bet you he wrote that himself. He he have he actually might have. You know, John <laughs> Hunter has a sexy voice. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this weekend coming up is WrestleMania on Sunday night. So we'll probably do a big mashup recap of good old WrestleMania, what we enjoyed and uh, what we didn't like. Hopefully, there's more <laughs> enjoyment than dislikes you know it is wrestlemania damn it so yeah it better <laughs> yeah, well that's uh that's it for mark and i uh make sure you tune in next week for another exciting uh podcast episode of lrm tv